find yourself asking, what's really going on? And what, what don't they want us to know? I'm like, you know, roller skates or something. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> that'll be my solution. Keep them on edge. Oh, do you reckon if we both had different countries and yeah. we went to war with each other, who do you think would win? Genuinely can't say that that's a bad thing because some of the people that get to the top of where they are have that. Like there's yeah. a metal band, there's alpacas. <laughs> you know, when you label yourself a victim and play the victim, you foster the game. <laughs> Alright, so there's two other voices in the room. We have Will from Primabolics, who you have had on the podcast before. We also have Michael Pearson from Magic Nutrition. Um, we'll get Mike to introduce himself a little bit first, because we've had Will on before. Fire, introduce myself. How do, how do, introduce on yourself yeah, you on the spot. Cold call. That's what the, no, that's, that's what the alcohol is for. Alright, well, it's, it's hit me, so I'll just, um, I'll just roll with it and see how I go. So... As Nathan alluded to, my name is Michael Pearson. Start start with the question, what is Michael Pearson? What is Michael Pearson? (laughs) I I don't think I can even answer that question. I don't know if that question is able to be answered. What is? (laughs) What is a Michael Pearson? I mean, I guess how I got involved um, in what I'm doing now, um, I've been bodybuilding since I was 17. Started out competing naturally and progressed, progressed my way up the ranks and I've won a few... Decent show since then. Pretty much every... Fuck, I'm going to sound like a fuckwit, but every time I compete, I'm going to win a show. Like, every time I compete, I'm going to... And that's just how... That's just how it is because of just how intense I'm about what I do and um, I'm very hard on myself and I don't want to do anything to um, take place. I want to... I want to yeah. succeed in what yeah, I do. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, I've been working in supplement shops since I was probably 19 and um, it came to the point where I had a few really good sponsorships. I had a really good sponsorship with um, SciTech, and they were paying me annually something that I was happy on that. With working at a supplement shop, I was I was sweet. Um, and it came, I sort of had a thought in my head, like, I remember um, Ronnie Coleman started his brand, and I was like, he's starting his brand now at the end of his career, like, once he's over the hill. And I was like, imagine getting in and starting a brand and then being able to like be on the rise with it at the same time. So I was like, fuck, we should do it. We should do our own thing. So I started chatting with my, two of my good mates, Ari and Dax, who I was working for at the time, and we came up with the idea for Magic Sports Nutrition. And um, I don't know if I'm answering who I am at all. Go for it, keep going. Yeah, on. I don't keep know. Going. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> just talking. There is not much format to this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you ask questions, I'll probably be able to answer yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we, we put our heads together and sort of, we wanted to come up with a brand that the, the biggest thing for me it's like I sort of said about your gym earlier Lyle, passion over profit obviously profit has to be there but for me I, I would never come up with a product that um, I wouldn't use myself yep. you know what I mean something that I wouldn't yeah. firmly stand behind and believe in and it's, it's an interesting industry now and we will be able to allude this because there's certain challenges we face in the industry where um, certain stockists will want certain things. Mm. Some will value margin. Yeah. Some will value exposure. Some will value support. Yeah, or service or extra. They've all got they've all got different demands and different. I suppose different parties will want different degrees. But some people just want you purely. They just purely want margin. That's all they care about. Purely margin. Which is bottom dollar. How much discount can I squeeze out of this so I can sell it cheap? And, and, you, and that's that's their, that might be all they all that that happens out of that relationship or yep. and then some are bigger on if you're going to help them upskill their staff or do what we're going to do today seminars and do offer value in different ways but 100 percent there's, there's well that's one tears. of the things i really love about working with nate's store because nate again he's sort of got that similar mentality where you're passionate about training yourself you want to continually improve your physique and get better with what you're doing with, with your own training yep. and that then um flows through to the customer service that you provide because um from my experience with you you're not trying to make as much profit um, off one sale and then yep. never see a person again. You're yep. trying to see how can I get this person the best results possible? Yep. And then through that, they're coming back and seeing you again. Yeah, that's what I say to Matt. We're trying to make a customer, not a sale. Yes. Like in 100%. terms of someone that's like a fan of the brand, that supports a brand, you know, they might see a cheaper deal somewhere else, but they go, fuck, this guy, you know, this guy's going to give me the raw truth on something rather than trying to make an extra, like a quick 60 bucks on fucking gold standard protein. Yes. That's easy. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that describes <coughs> me who I am. <laughs> I think it's intertwined now. I think I think Magic Mike is it is one and the other. I, like same, I think all of our brands, and all of our stores, all of our gyms, one hundred percent. It becomes a massive part of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an extension of yourself. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really like, cool. Yeah, how you present yourself to the world, like how you show up, 
is very much how your business shows up. Like, yeah, it's so true. Because I'll notice for myself how I feel in my, my how I feel um, internally. Sometimes that will reflect in how well I'm doing and everything. Like times mm-hmm. where I'm feeling super up, everything's fucking pumping, 110 yeah. miles an hour, killing it. And then if I'm feeling a bit flat for a week or two, I'm like, fuck, this is reflecting in every other oh, area of my life. It flows. 100. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not being like voodoo and all that sort of shit, but like, I know what you mean. Where like. I'll wake up in the morning and be like, today's going to be a fucking sick day. We all, every time I feel like that and every time I manifest that, I have a huge day in store and it's sick. End of day is awesome. If I wake up flat and I'm like, fuck, I've got to do this. I'm stressed out about shit. We always, always, always do a low day. Yes. Every yeah. single day. And, and, and it's because you're, sorry, will you it's, go? You know, it's because you're going to approach how you approach it, right? How you, how you turn up. It's exactly, And I see it in my business too. You, you have days where you're just on top of your game and every phone call is just fucking executed beautifully. Yep. Yep. Every, every, like every interaction you have with someone from customer to retail to anyone is just mm. fucking on, yep. you know, and you know it. And then Keep you have goals. days where you wake up and you drag an ass and you, you, but yeah, you might dodge a call here, not answer an email there, and before you know it, you've you you know you're three runs behind it by the end of the day. And how do you, you guys know. get through those days? How do you guys get through the days where you wake up and feel shit? Make make a list. <laughs> a list. That, that, yeah. that just, just is what it is. Like it just, I don't know. It, I I say that like sounding fucking hardcore, but typically my oh, week dude, my, it sounds my, way easier than it is to actually put into yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. weeks. Man, usually look like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I am the fucking man, the most yeah. effective motherfucker on the face of the earth. Thursday, yeah, okay, fucking one thing might get missed. Friday, I feel like I have the brain of a fucking potato. Yeah, I love <laughs> like, those days though. I love when you get to Friday and say you've had a super successful week. Yeah. You get to that point of the week where you've just got two brain cells to rub together. You're so tired <laughs> and everything's funny. So fucked from going hard all week. It's, yeah. it's like comically retarded. You get that point, you're just like, oh, I'm so cooked. Let's see what I can do here. Yeah, yeah, we need, and everything's numbers and is the problem as well. And it did people money and it's, it's logistics. Oh, and freight and you're like I have to somehow string this together in my head but I cannot function right now and you just if try. you're in a good mood though it's okay yeah, if you're in a good mood like you don't have to be super energetic and overly enthusiastic but if at least if you're happy like yeah I can fucking do this and, and like <laughs> you don't care as much like you care but you're not so um, stressed out by it because you've just got those two brain cells left to rub together. Like, oh, whatever like, <laughs> yeah, somehow make it happen it's weird the longer down the track of business you go to where like you start out the first year and you're like, the account's in the red, the account's in the red, the account's in the red. And like, you get kind of fucking used to it. Me and Law make like, almost have competitions and see who has the least amount that of bank. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was bad, man. Yeah. Like, but that, that after week a while, was bad. After a while, <laughs> after a while you see, you, you know where the, I don't know, you just have like some weird trust in yourself where the brand's going. Yeah, and but it, it doesn't stress you out when you have like a negative mm-hmm. bank account. You well, know what especially I mean? if there's like a few hundred thousand dollars of stock on the shelves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know yeah, you're going to turn yeah. that into money. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And, and I, <laughs> it's funny too because there's less tangible things which I find really... And I've, I've noticed this recently when I've started dealing with um, trying to employ someone, right? Trying to find... Um, someone to represent my brand, which is which has been a bit of a hard one because all of us do these things because we love them, right? And trying to hand over the reins to someone else is fucking hard. Like, imagine you just had to say, "Oh, you went, someone run one strength for me." Carry on the culture I've created. Carry on, you know, continue to treat everyone how I want to treat them. It's a big task, yeah. You'd be like, really, it's um, it's quite nerve wracking, yeah. And you but you realize in that conversation, there's a few intangible things you can't really measure that well. And it might be, sometimes it's things like the relationships you've built has its own equity. There's goodwill in that, you know. Like, like Man. It, it doesn't always have to be like what's in the bank account. It can, it, it can like goodwill in itself and relationships and what the business builds around it and your staff and how much training they've had and how skilled your staff are. Yeah, that, that's a big thing. I, I spoke to like um, on my podcast the other week. I interviewed like uh, Mensal, like uh, who owns Matthew Joe's, and his big thing. I asked him after 15 years of business, what's your biggest thing you wish you'd learned earlier? What is the skill you wish you'd you know, developed in your first year of business that it took you a while to figure it out? And he said, investing in the people around me. He said, I should have, I should have started training people around me earlier because he said it would have stopped me burning out as often. I would have people I could rely on. I would, I, when I went to delegate, I used to get frustrated because I'd, I'd say, oh, I need you to handle this part of the business and it would just tank. It'd go to shit. He'd have to yeah. come back in, rescue it, and he'd get frustrated. But he realized he wasn't investing much time in training these people. So he'd give someone a, you know, a lofty role, they would fuck it up, but he hadn't trained them. So yeah. then, he, then, then after that, he said, as soon as I started flicking that switch and investing more time, he said, it started as a pain in the ass because it was like, it's just, it's, it was seen as dead time. Because he's like, if I was doing this role right now, I could just be smoking this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I could easily be crushing it. And But it's like a new employee or someone new to your business, someone you start doing business with. It's a teething phase. And then they go on and take, you know, take a bit of a look at you with your staff, look at your staff as well. And look at, you know, the runs you're getting on the board. There's a certain amount of stuff that, you know, isn't always... 
measurable by dollar figures. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, man, you have it's, to build. it's like Bradley says it because I like soak up all of his stuff. I don't know if you guys follow him, but what is it, Bradley? What is the, it? The real Bradley. He's like sales extraordinaire okay. type dude. Like a Grant Cardone kind yeah, of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. very similar vibe yeah. actually. But like one of his big things is like relationships with the new currency. Yeah. And it's true though, right? It fucking is, man. It if really you fuck something is. Up, I will. I fuck this up really badly. <laughs> like, can you help me with this? Like, if you've got a good relationship, yeah, you he's going to say yes. You know what I mean? Man, 100%. And like, like even though I go into too much details, but even like having certain relationships post COVID lockdown mm. with officials in town helped me fucking quite a lot. Oh, of course. To, yeah. to navigate that and what I was and wasn't allowed to do. Like, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's huge. Even yeah, like like Mike said, when things go to shit and you go, oh fuck, it's all right. I know a guy that can fucking sort that out. Yeah, yeah. Where um, the people that work for you might not necessarily have that contact. Yeah. That you need to build up. And it changes how you carry yourself too. I think and what you, what worth you bring with you. I I percent agree with that. Is the currency because that that was the sole like when you sit down when I'm having this conversation about trying to hire a new employee and have a sales rep. That's the whole thing in the conversation. If you have someone who's got a network already. They're, you're buying their relationships. 100%. Yeah. They don't bring anything else with them. Yeah. They're just a phone and a laptop, really. If you look at what actual hardware they need or what tools they need, there's no more tools in my job. You can do it from a car anywhere. That's what I do and what we do, you know? And so it's a bit, what, I'm literally purchasing his relationships versus when I employ my, my start, my rep who is new to the thing. I just, I spotted a kid who had a good attitude, but it was green. He'd worked yep. in retail for years, knew substance inside out, but had never done the job. <laughs> had no network. It was a very different conversation. And I, mm. I, I noticed that myself, having that, contracts it's like chalk and cheese you know yeah. and, and you, like it's a the first time I actually probably tangibly put a dollar figure on human connection hey, yeah. it, was like, it was like a really yeah like a super obvious moment when you're like when one's here one's here and you're yeah. like mm. that's purely because you know people yeah. and you've done the good you've done the hard shit early on you've, you've rocked up showing up done the good things and yeah. that yeah. now is paying dividends for you man you know? when I got Matt in mm. store I worked every single day for three years straight standing in the same spot in the store for three years and I built that store up myself when I got Matt in because we're opening up other stores and shit I was like fuck like this is like I'm like putting a lot of trust into this dude and I was like I was he was working but I'd come into store and still be there and just be like I like almost like obsessive and shit Matt was helicopter parenting yeah (laughs) Matt Matt was bringing in his own it's like those fucking remember when you're in school and there was always that kid that had their parent that was like the fucking teacher's aide and shit Mm. like man that would be the fucking gayest thing ever yeah but like I'd like come in and after a while I was like fuck I don't even need to fucking be here I had my customers that would already come to the store Matt had bring brought his own people we doubled the sales that we were doing in store like you, yeah, you sometimes you get like that golden goose employee yeah, yeah. that's like mm. the best thing Matt I always say it to people Matt's the best thing that ever happened to that store and the brand that's awesome because now I can open Bathurst and I've already got an employee for there and mm-hmm. Dubbo as well right, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was still working in the store like you know you got to take that yes, like 100%. risk to get and like the same thing with One Strength One Strength has the best employees of any job in town yeah those guys are, those guys are so pay them well and treat them well hey, yeah, yeah. yeah as you grow like, you're supposed to fucking bring they never caught the raw end of my mood or anything like yeah. that whatsoever <laughs> yeah. no, 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 they're, they're fucking they're fucking great they're machines that work you gotta do it too I got a young fella now that's only in our warehouse packing orders and he's only like 19 just straight in first year of uni and stuff and he's there and he's like he proved, and I'm like mate I'm gonna find a way to be able to pay you enough to keep you regardless you know, whether you graduate or not I'm going to find a way to make enough money to pay you enough to keep you around because I, yeah. I recognise you have good potential here and, but I've had lots of like shit users as well that have had been rubbish like yeah. I've had heaps of yeah, yeah, yeah. just been dragged just yeah. that, I've had people that have like, bad attitudes fair work issues all sorts of stuff and, and just the attitude hey, that, that, that's what does it for a lot if, if, if they just have the right attitude with it that's why I hired my junior rep had no experience at all never picked up a phone and spoken to an actual retailer or did any sort of business dealings at all but he had a great attitude he actually rang yeah. me and said man I love your brand so much I'll work for free and I went well, shit done done <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, but man you don't see that kind of shit anymore right? like, you don't see that anymore you know, it, like, attitude is so important because you can overcome so many obstacles with a good attitude if you go in, if you go in like shitty attitude kick a rock down the street <laughs> sucking you're not getting anything done, but if you've got someone that's just up here, just every day, just right. wakes up, and they're enthusiastic, like it's gonna make shit happen. Enthusiasm makes shit happen. It's contagious. If you bring someone with a good attitude, enthusiastic, saying the right things, they're gonna buy stuff off 100%. you. But if you just uh, ring him, oh hey, how you going? Yeah, how's the stock levels? Like, fuck it, this musical kind of phone sucking my yeah, soul. Yeah, well, yeah. The thing you two 
like uh, I was saying this to Matt this morning you two actually give a shit about your brand I've had Pete like reps the worst thing is getting a rep call me going man Nate how you going never heard from this person in my life yeah. <laughs> he goes we need to get a brand we need to get an order together man I'm like I don't need to get a fucking order yeah. together yeah. I don't need you labels look like fucking shit <laughs> And I don't need to get an order together. Worst, just just, just, worst just, just add on to your story, like about like yeah. people working for free. So Wellesley that works at the gym, the like yeah. hot Thor. Mm. He um I remember ages ago. Put the over that. That was quite good. Oh no, like, <laughs> when you meet him inside, it'll make sense. Hey, but um, hot Thor, hot Thor, hot Thor, hot Thor. <laughs> hot Thor. You think, see if you can work out which one it is. He's gonna <laughs> and, um, that one is a mystery. Yeah. But I, I sent him a video. What popped up? It was like a Rob Bailey and DLB gym tour when they had the Warhouse. And I watched this video and I'm like, holy fuck, this is possible, this is mad. And I sent it to him and he like messaged back, he's like, hey bro, you let me know, I'll quit my job tomorrow and come work for you. And I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I was talking like, about that. <laughs> I was like, shit, bro. And then like, and I'm, I, I like, I was like, fuck, he never worked in fitness before. And like, I think he, he probably like, you know, played footy, that sort of body type. Mm. And was probably rocking around like 25, 27% body fat. I was like, bro, if you get sub 10%, you can have a job the next day. And he was like, deal. I love that you gave, gave him that incentive. That's so... You would get so done by fair work. They fucking a guy. Imagine, yeah, yeah, imagine you said God. that to a chick. If you had breast like, implants, I would hire you. But bro, to his credit, <clears throat> fucking like... I think it took like nine months... But he got the scan. He was like seven point two or something like that. Do you, like, look, do you look good? Yeah, it looks fucking yeah. great, man. That's and awesome. like, and like, you know, it's you know, it's yeah, it's good being lean. But that's also but like, what you want. Like the thing that, that he mentally learned in the process. Oh, it's like he's a fucking savage now. Compared yeah, to what he was. Like, like you got to be to be to get the seven percent. You got to be a certain kind yeah. of fucked up, don't you? Like <laughs> and below, like it's a absolutely. That's so good. I love that you gave him that incentive yeah. to get yeah, the job. Get below, get below seven percent. Oh, fuck. Hilarious. That's mad. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and he's and look, I've seen him grow. Certainly, I follow him, follow him along as well. I've just sort of kept an eye on him, and he's he's just changed. He's just absolutely apples and oranges to his to what he was. Oh, Even bro, last time I was the bro. Thing, like last year, and if you get the right people and you give them that the the support there to do it, it just it, they just keep growing and growing and growing. And eventually, they might do their own thing. They, they yeah. might like he might reach a point in his in his own development where he goes, okay, now it's time for me to have a crack at something. But in the golden years between, you've got to, it's, it. You can't buy that. You know, it's oh, fucking unreal. Yeah. And having that young man energy as well is so good. <laughs> like I, just, I don't know. I hit walls pretty often these days. I get, I get How old are you? Twenty nine. Thirty one. Yeah, but but I'm here by forty five. But yeah, my my hairline. You still can't say it forever, bro. You're gonna need some testosterone. <laughs> I know. Get him I'm, some testosterone. Man, I, I'm running like the test. I'm literally running test boots and I'm like the most fucking. Like, super dose ash for going all you want. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes you need some backyard science. <laughs> Botanicals. I love when I hear you say that word, Will. It's lovely. Every time I hear you do a video or um, mm. speak to someone, or you botanicals. No one buys them enough. No one likes the fucking things. They're great things. You know why? It's, it's education, man. That's what it comes down to. Like for me, the product that I notice from my range that needs the most education behind it is the Magic Mornings. Yeah. Which yep. is a product designed for. This is a product that I was super passionate about because before I even had the concept of starting a, a supplement company every morning I would make a concoction of one litre water uh, pink Himalayan salt apple cider vinegar and half a lemon and the idea behind it was to flush my body out get my digestive system primed for the day get enough hydration in through the salt and it was just something that I swore by religiously and I was like fuck I really want to do a product based around this one day like one day I'll do a product around this <clears throat> and then it actually got to the point where I didn't want to start with it because yeah. starting with a product like that I did, I did that back when I started Primer it's hard man yeah, yeah. I, I started with a non-stim thermo that was no artificial colours with turmeric is the so niche. It. It was so, so niche so niche way too and, niche and so hard to explain it had like white kidney bean extract and calcium peruvate like, see product super hard see product but, but people just don't get it no, like yeah, that is one of a steam or a pro, yeah, yeah, yeah. something to get associated with the brand so anyway it got around to the point where we could do this product and now that's what it is. It's for digestion, maximizing nutrient absorption, some liver protection in there as well. And um, there's also an antiviral um, ingredient there too, which is kind of like making the most out of the world situation at the moment. Yeah. But no one's going to get sick anyway. And um, like people that get it, 
that already understand they love it but mm. like for someone that's never walked they're like how am I going to get the benefit out of this do you know what I mean it's like well yeah. fuck if you're trying to eat 6,000 5,000 4,000 calories a day you need to have an optimal environment in your stomach so you can maximise the digestion yeah. and absorption of all the nutrients that you're consuming but again it comes down to the education yeah it is isn't it? and it's a different it's a different level of I think, I think that's where I've gotten bigger as, as I sort of go go further and further down the track I keep I, I keep coming to making the system run better is more important than any particular goal at one point in time I think if you if your body's healthy it's running well everything's working with you not against you, you it's all, all the handbrakes start disappearing like digestion right like, like it's, someone can put down 4,000 cows on a cheat day and fair enough you know and then they'll be they might be bloated they might be feeling pretty lethargic or heavy for the day but they'll get it done but do it every day and do it for six months. Mm. Don't get me wrong, a skim is a, a, a strong pre-workout is a sick product to use sometimes, but let's face it, it's not doing anything to get you in better shape or improve your body in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's fun. <clears throat> it's fun for a big leg day or for a big back day or whatever, but in terms of getting results, yeah, yeah you might train a little bit harder, but it's probably not doing that much for you. Well, like you said, Will, it's those products mm. that make the system run better. Yeah. That's the stuff that has the long-term benefit. And addresses fun. problems. So yeah. Like, the way that I talk to people in store about Restore versus like say like oxy sleep you've got two different products there really where like you've got a problem which is you can't get to sleep or you're stressed or something like that <clears throat> with oxy sleep i kind of pitch it as more of like an energy drink when you're tired you know it's a temporary fix it's a band-aid you can have oxy sleep if you can't go to sleep it'll get you to sleep but it's not addressing the problem at hand which you have chronic stress all this yep. sort of stuff which is what restore is going to help with so do you want to fix the problem or do you want to mask the problem and a, something like that is a good way to go. And I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Treating, like, treat, treating the um, <laughs> systems, not the symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a good way of doing it. And you ought to see yeah. the store all the time as well. A lot of time we ask for what we think we need, and it's very good at that. Same with lifting. So you'll see guys who are trying to, they, like, they'll be like, oh, I want to bench heavy. So they expect to bench the first few days. Then you're doing rhomboid work, and they're like, what? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, like, Stability, oh, bra. Stability, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing, like, you know, someone wants to squat heavy, you're doing anti rotation stuff with a broomstick. And they're like, bro, I just want to get on a bar. You know, like, yeah. I, I know the Olympic weightlifting guy before, he's made him one. So I'll just jump in and do a session with this guy, and for the first half an hour, he's just literally teaching me how to like grip the fit, my, like grip the ground with my feet. And he's like sitting there trying to show tripod foot and stuff, and he's like sitting there doing like foot stretches and ankle stretches. And I'm like, man, I haven't touched a bar. It's only 45 minutes in, and yeah, yeah you're there. And then, and then, you know, like three sessions yeah. like that, and you're squatting, and I can like touch my heels and stuff with my ass. I'm like, okay. The whole um, the whole grabbing cool. the floor with your feet, it fucking changed my life with RDLs. Hey. Like, yeah, RDL, I, I can do it now in squatting. I'm still learning how to do it in other lifts. You mean you, building tension, Lyle? No, like, like sort of like keeping, how would you say it? Like keeping even foot pressure Yeah. during the RDL. I found I felt heaps more stable. Yes. Yeah, and then I could use more through my... I mean, that's the thing. Stability is the key with all those big exercises. The more stable you are, the more control you can have. That's like a lot of people don't understand um, building that diaphragmatic pressure. Like for me, when I squat or deadlift, I'll breathe into my stomach. A lot of people breathe into their chest. Mm. But for me, I breathe into my stomach <clears throat> and then flex it and it just gives me this little power gut you know what I mean and my back is protected my back is not getting injured no matter how much fucking weight is on my yeah. on my shoulders do you yeah. know what I mean that, that it's, it's those little things it's like learning those little cues is what gives you the right to put more weight on the bar if you can't do those simple basic things correctly just get the fuck away from the bar do you know what I mean because that's how people injure themselves that's yeah. how injuries happen and if you're not doing those things like yeah. gripping the floor building a brace yeah. over time you might get away with it, but what's going to happen is you're going to slowly start to accumulate um, yeah. parts of your body breaking down. That's yeah. what leads to a, an injury over an extended period yeah, of time. You find that point, man. Yeah. You find that hard, point. Hard with bodybuilding like that too, because so, you spend so long training everything specifically in isolation. Like the whole goal for hypertrophy training is to try and stress a muscle. It's like you're doing a mind-muscle connection for <clears> a <throat> muscle. So when you're training every muscle as a separate muscle and not the chain, mm. then you start looking at, you know, then you start like, oh, I've got no extensors. Oh, you know, my, my, I've got no core. You know, like no core's a common one, no glutes. I've got no, like none of the connecting stuff in between. You're training everything separate. And that's what got me. I just kept having more and more niggles and injuries keep fucking me over. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, I never had a problem. But as you as you do it for five, ten years, it all starts catching you and you and you have, then you look at the stuff and now and it's funny now it's all the little stuff like like yeah feet or ankle mobility or like how you're you know, doing some core stuff and like and that's all like making stuff like just night and day in how, in how you feel when you're moving man and, teaching people how to use their core and glutes when they're deadlifting oh, changes their fucking life it makes such a difference 100% like, you can put like 100 kilos on someone's deadlift just by changing a few 
little things and they walk away and they're like, how do I do that? It's like, well, you use the correct parts of your body 100%. to brace and create stability and then you're able to do it. Yeah, it's like, I've got a bad back. No, your back's just doing three other muscles jobs. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. like, like, like if, if, they, if, they, if it was just to do its job <laughs> and everything else do its own job, it, your back would be sweet. Yeah. And, and like, like you were saying, Will, like with bodybuilding, everyone's focused on isolating specific yeah. body parts and I understand it, but I'm of the opinion that if you've got a, a good squat, a good bench and a good deadlift, done like as a powerlifting style yeah. you're bulletproof front to back top to bottom because you've just got stability from every yeah. angle and the carryover from the strength that you build in those three exercises to the other exercises that you do is now increased so you can now move more weight in pretty much every exercise that you're doing as a result of having a really proficient deadlift bench and squat yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because like, like the guys I've seen now, like you're one of the stronger bodybuilders by far. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you've, you've had a massive emphasis on that for ages. Mm. Um, do you think you'll ever go into powerlifting or do you just use I it as want a compliment to, to? Yeah, I want to. Like there's, uh, I will at some point, um, but because I had a pec injury um, almost two years ago now, that's what then got me into doing all the strength work. Because yeah, a lot of the rehabilitation be. that I was doing was based around a squat, bench, and deadlift. That's what essentially um, got me back to, to training properly. So I was doing those for a while, and I just, I going into the gym, I carry a lot of, um, like, anything that's fucking bothering me, I take it out on the weights, you know what I mean? And then I was having a lot of fun, like, deadlifting 300 for reps, squatting 300 for reps. Like, just, just doing that was just, it was really good um, therapy for me, you know, mentally. Mm. Um so at the moment though, um, I've I've been I've probably been doing that for a bit too long. Like the last bodybuilding show, I won the super heavyweight Mister Australia at the start of this year. But I did that training like a powerlifter, where I probably should have been incorporating a lot more isolation exercise on top of the yep. the low rep strength work that I was doing. So at the moment, I'm like, okay, I've built a good base with these exercises. I'm going to maintain that, but I'm going to incorporate a lot more isolation to bring up the body parts that I want to bring up. Then after I've done that and I've ticked off the bodybuilding goals that I want to tick off over the next 12, 24 months, mm-hmm. then fucking earth, I'm doing a powerlifting meet. I have to. Yeah, like, that's fucking yeah, sick. Man. I have to. Good. It's just cool. a different vibe whenever you're, when you're at promos and you're, if you're a bodybuilding comp or at a powerlifting comp, the vibe is so different. Powerlifting so much more fun. Yeah. Even when I was bodybuilding, I would 10 times rather go watch powerlifting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Everyone's just depleted and fucked and tanned, and, and it's, just, it's just a hard thing, you know. And, and fair enough, everyone's hurt themselves to be there. With power thing, everyone's like, fuck yeah, man, let's go, it's encouraging. It's everyone's fun. fucking like, got calories yeah. through the roof. Oh, yeah, and it's like, like, carbs and they're, yeah. Yeah, they're just loving it, and, and it's just all performance. Same as like CrossFit comps, too, to an extent. I like, I like watching CrossFit open days and stuff like that. You have a lot of just really jack people all about performance that are just like all encourage each other. Like, it's got a bad rap on, on um, you know, online now, but yeah. you actually see like people who are actually. CrossFit yeah. Why? What's the latest on it? No, I just, <laughs> just, just in general. I think it's just caught the stigma since it started. I, oh, I don't know. I think it got a bit of leeches at the beginning, maybe or something. But it got a bit of stigma about yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like like, but, but it, it's same sort of thing. People who are really passionate about about just being weapons, you know. And you see the guys. That can yes, do. that's the thing, man. Like I always think, right. Uh, this is the fuck. I was thinking about this the other day. So if you look back throughout history, the most powerful people, like the most powerful, what were considered powerful was like Vikings, like Spartans, mm. just strong motherfuckers. Mm. Now, the most powerful person in the world has a physique like E.T., has a little gut and these skilled yeah. arms. It's Bill Gates or Jeff yeah, Bezos yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think just being passionate about being a fucking weapon. Like, yeah. And alpha, yeah. it doesn't yeah. mean you need to be a fuckwit. Yeah. Like as a, as a human being, but yeah. I think it's a, a good measure of strength and also a good measure of um, the respect you have for yourself because you're putting an effort consistently on a daily basis yeah. and that's transferable to all the other areas of your life. 100%. If you actually are conscious of that. Yes. Yeah, it's a good idea, conscious of being, being mindful of what you're doing because it does, it does become... When you're in the trenches, we're doing it every day for years and years and years. You do, you lose the conscious part of it. Hey, where you, where you like, where you put rattling off there, what your plans are for the next 12, 24 months. That takes a certain level of consciousness to it, right? You can't always just go like a lot of people. You just stop in the middle of a workout, like at, at um, you know, and just ask them like, what are you specifically doing right now? What's it for? What's the goal? It's hard for an answer a lot of the time. Like, well, yeah. why, like, why, why are you doing that eight set of, of curls straight? Like, what, what's that for? Like, oh, what's your goal? Oh, I want to get bigger. Okay, hop growth is the goal. What are you doing? Are you programming? Nah, I just rock up and train till I'm tired. Oh, mm. okay. How's that going? How's food? I oh, don't look at that. Oh, okay. There's no specificity to it, and there's, and there's not really intention behind it. So you can say that there's benefits to training, and how that can carry on to other areas of your life. But bang on, if you're not mindful about it, and you're not actually applying the effort, and not showing up for the right reason, then it's not really hey. Like it's, it's actually just a hobby. Yeah. It doesn't really translate much over if you don't 
Man, every time my physique has gone to dog shit, it's when there hasn't been like a goal in mind. When there, when there's yeah. not a fucking comp coming up, when there's not a powerlifting meet, when there's not yep. fucking X Y Z like a put on lean body mass competition at the boys with the boys <laughs> at the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like that's every single time I haven't had something to map to, and yeah. I don't know whether it's just a shit fault of mine, but every time I there hasn't been something, bro. yeah. If you have a goal, you're more inclined to put the one hundred percent. The intentions there. Are you, have you got any? Are you running a powerlifting meet soon or something in the gym? Yeah, uh, February twelfth. We're gonna have a Day of the Dead Valentine's comp. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Hectic. Squat yeah. bench dead. Squat bench dead. Is it with a particular federation? Uh, w- WRP. Is they? They're obviously not tested. They are not <laughs> well, tested. Untested. I fucking love untested. The Olympics yeah. should be untested. But I just with powerlifting, I don't know the federations. Like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah, says GRP six. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> imagine yeah, how yeah, hectic, the, how hectic <laughs> the Olympics would be if it was untested. What event would be the best? Obviously weightlifting. Weightlifting probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Boxing. Yeah. I was just about to say boxing just juiced. Oh yeah. Just been built. I'm a fucking pessimist. before you go boxing. I'm a fucking pessimist for that shit. I reckon they're all fucking on that. Of course they are. Yeah. But yeah, go back. Holloway, the Holloway, it was a Holloway comp. We put it off because of COVID. But the Valentine's comp will not be tested. Yeah, WRP is not. Have you got Have you got people registered for it yet, or much yeah. expression of interest? Yeah, yeah, we've got. I think what do we got? We're allowed to have eighty spots. Karen, who's like my contact, who's like a the fucking scariest woman in my life. Is that Wayne Howard's Mrs. Uh, not his Mrs. She's like Wayne Howard's sister, basically. Oh, like, yeah, yep, there's not biological sister, but yeah. Um, Karen's like you can have 80 because we want to make it like we could have 160 if we wanted to have it a two day comp but fuck that's but we want to have it like a fucking extravaganza with like fucking ghost schools fucking skeletons walking around so we're going to do it in a one day comp and she was like you can have 80 and he's like if you really fucking push your luck you can have 90 so I think at the moment I've got 85 people registered. Wow. Which, which is crazy. Wow. Like for the first experience levels. Like, That's huge. Um, a lot of young guys at the gym, which is A lot really of young cool dudes going to gonna do it. Yeah. Like a lot of girls doing it now, but like we've got um, like Big T, not 100% sure whether Chantel's going to do it, but uh, Big, Big T. Central Coast? Yeah. yeah. She's fucking strong. Man. Yeah. So yeah. She's strong. She's a really nice person as yeah, well. She's yeah. yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. But yeah, Big T's going to come down and squat 400, which Who's would be Big fucking T? Um, like that the best dude mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a strong fucker. Bro, as he's well. a dude. Yeah, so he'll come down and squat four hundred. That'll be fucking Man, insane. And that's the thing too, right? Like for you at the gym, for you at the supplement shop, <clears throat> bringing a spectacle to town. Oh, to see some cunt yeah. fucking sink to the his ass to the ground with four hundred kilos on his back, it is so exhilarating to watch. Yeah, yeah, way better yeah. than going to a bodybuilding comp yeah. every guy going, "Fuck, look at his ass, it's shredded." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better than yeah. so much better. Just watching someone be strong, like again, yeah. fuck Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. So I know they've got power and they've got money, but that is power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like real. Yeah. Uh, What's cool about powerlifting too is though, when you got like a young dude that's like just pulling, you know, 160 kilos for the first time and stuff, the whole crowd's going as crazy bro, as they are. So like, true. Crowd, crowd reacts to intensity. So, and like an intensity and effort, yep, is like relevant to the individual. So Crystal Hadley McCoy, she... I think she's in like the under 50s and she grinded it, like grinded out like a... I'll get this wrong, I'm sorry, Crystal. But it was like a 47 and a half kilo bench and it's like was beating yeah. the record in her weight division and she's fucking just... Right, and up. the whole fucking crowd was going as batshit crazy for that as when T-squatted 380. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, everyone just yeah. wants to see some heart. Everyone yeah, yeah, go. Because yeah. we, um, we sub part of the building to a dance school and we had... They had like a... Not a concert, whatever the fuck it is. But there was like dance mums concert. and dance dads. Yeah, it could be a concert. Mm. Running on the same day. And they would like watch their kid and then run around on the yeah. floor. And then they'd watch powerlifting. Yeah. I watched a, a squash mum crying because we've got squash courts as well. She was bawling her eyes out because someone missed a lift. Oh. <laughs> like, that's how much that's so this good. sport like grabs you and drags you in. It does. It's crazy. It's like you had Arnold's like, last time I could actually run an Arnold's. And, yeah, and they had the strong man there. And they had the... Uh, they, like, you, it just... You gravitate towards yeah. it, man, because you see, like, over the corner, you see screaming and just big dudes and shorts everywhere. Exciting, man. It's fucking sick, Trying yeah. out the stones and things around you, and you're just like, just, you know, I just found myself being pulled to that corner yeah, of the room, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're watching, you just can't look away. You know what's like, cool at Arnold's, too? The fucking medieval fighting and shit. Have you seen that? Oh, it's dude, it's hilarious. hilarious. That's <laughs> fucking Fuck. ridiculous. It's, it's like, hilarious. All these bodybuilders and stuff, then you got all these, like, wizards from the fucking... <laughs> 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 
with maces and shit. <laughs> and their girlfriends are dressed as if like they're like mm. fucking little. Yeah. When I competed at the Arnold in um, Columbus, Ohio, they had a similar thing, but it was um, like Star Wars people. Like so, like <laughs> there was like bodybuilding walking around, and then there was dudes with lightsabers walking around. And I was like. Fuck, I don't even know if I want to do the show. I'm just going to play with a lightsaber. <laughs> so interesting. Because like so many years at the Arnolds, they have the, is it like a toy extravaganza as well that it would run oh, at the same time? Bro, and it I was like, <laughs> I think it was like 2000, what year was it? It was maybe like 2016. Yeah. Three years since the last one. Yeah, actually, no, I remember. Do you remember that? Was I, was, yeah. I went down with um, Hazard and someone else and it was like, yeah, you had all these like just jacked fit people lining up going to the Arnolds and then there was like a, I'll get it wrong but I'll call it like a fucking anime fucking thing yeah the other side of the hall it was fucking just the the two groups of people it's it's a shame right that powerlifting isn't more um, widely understood because if I think if more mainstream people could experience that culture of like yeah. a, a comp day event mm. I think there would be so many more people getting involved in it hey yeah, look, I, I see it happening. Like, first comp we had, I think, what, 18 months ago? The first comp we had, we had 32 competitors, and then we had 45, and then this one we've got 85 with, like, 20 people on a waiting list. Wow. So even wow. just in Orange, it's, it's wow. blowing out. Like, yeah. and we'll have the States, and I've got no doubt we'll have over 100 people coming to do that. That's crazy, man. That's got to be a testament to you putting an effort here to have that many competitors locally, though. Man, we um have a very, very... Like, powerlifting comps, running them, is literally just a game of... Many hands makes light work. Yeah. And if you have a lot of helpers, you can run a good comp. Yeah. That, that's just fucking what it comes way. down to. Like, How do you structure the day? Fuck, that would be so hard. It's a lot of people to put through a bar, man. Bro, you guys didn't see what they had to fucking do before we did the first comp. I remember, like, recent stuff coming down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Recent stuff coming down to, like, assess the area, see if it was fit for a thing. And, like, at the time, Lyle was 100% just, like, fucking full going of off shit. the top of his head <laughs> full of shit just like yeah nah man we can level all this there was like a big grandstand squash court <laughs> well, and shit leveling act is a fucking and, and, and <laughs> sure enough like cause, like, cause a few before the cop was all level all ready to go cause you imagine like the pyramid you've got like law from orange and then you've got fucking Reese Keane satanic worshipping from fucking Gosford and then <laughs> if anyone knows Wayne Howlett cool sweet and then the next one up's Mother Russia, fucking like, and we're like, yeah, no, we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have a space ready for you. No yeah. worries at all. We'll make it happen. And <laughs> like, all like the council town planners, the DA people, they fucking wouldn't answer my calls anymore because I'm bringing them every day. So, like, can you please fucking approve these plans? Yeah. They're gonna fucking take my legs. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Rus- Russian mafia are out front of my house. <laughs> literally, like in four weeks' time, we transfer, like, transform like two squash courts, grandstand storage rooms, fucking everything to like completely blacked out, freshly concreted. Had to do trips to, like, Wellesley, the... We'll give him another wrap. Like, he, like, opened the gym one day at four, and then the fucking wheels fell off because we had to be in Sydney to get... Or, like, mats were getting delivered. And they're like, oh, sorry, we can't deliver them. So we had to ring up and hire two moving trucks, and me and him drove down there, picked up all these fucking mats, came back. Poor fucking, like, a 20-hour day by the time we unloaded. <laughs> and then, um... But, yeah, and then had to get the mono made... Especially for it in fucking record time. Yeah, because you didn't have a mono before that. There's not many gyms that have got a mono lift, hey? Well, He's got two now. We've got two now. I've got one of them. you make him? Uh, no, Pete Rock made him. So his dude oh. builds equipment in Wollongong. Fucking great guy. I think yeah. he like was the president of Capo. Okay. Like another powerlifting federation. Yeah, yeah. But, um... They're a serious bit of gear, mate. It's an impressive bit of hardware, aren't they? Yeah. Monolith, having a monolith is a flex. Like, if you have a monolith at your gym... <laughs> Absolutely. <it's> like, Absolutely. <laughs> it, especially if you're going to be a powerlifting gym... You need to have one. Do you know what I mean? You don't want people walking out yeah. fucking like any more than three hundred kilos walking out. Yeah, by yeah, 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 yeah. Stodgy ass. What's the most you've ever walked out? I've, oh fuck. When we were outside, so like when lockdown happened, we moved the gym outside every day. So out of these like fuck that every, was day, every day, every day, that was bad. Enough. Every day. And I remember watching that on Instagram. I was like, these guys are fucking driven people. Yeah. That was yeah. Badass. But yeah, we. What was it? So, I think it was. I had I've got these fucking like dodgy old Alico fucking freestand squats, so I think and like perspective wise like the most I've squatted was three hundred for one at this stage, and I think I walked out two sixty in wraps on a yeah. fucking one meter deadlift platform out of these things. Ooh, and it, how many like, revolutions did you have around your knees? Uh, seven or eight, I think. Oh, it's nice and tight. Yeah, yeah. And like Wellesley's like spotting me with his ass up against like my neighbor's colorbond fence, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, bros, we gonna get Fell through that. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I squatted wrapped, my mate, his name's Martin Munoz. He's from um, Argentina. 
and he uh, he he knows like he spent a lot of time with Wayne Howlett. Yeah. He spent a lot of time with what's that guy's name? He passed away. Con Constantinos or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's some some heck. He's just from all, all the crazy dudes in Russia. Yeah. He's traveled the world with them. And the first time I scored with raps, I had no idea what to expect. I was like, oh yeah, it'd probably just be like knee sleeves. Yeah. So he put it. He wrapped them around my knees. Eleven revolutions <gasps> around my knees. It just felt like holy fuck. It just felt like the back of my knees was about to tear off. Like it was just the most. Like I didn't even. I didn't even care about the weight that I had on my back. I walked out 320 with this on oh and I just went down and because the the wraps were so tight it was like I just went and just stood back up it was like my knee didn't want to bend like, <laughs> it wanted to stay straight so when I got down in the hole it just felt like it automatically just straightened my legs for me yeah. it made it so fucking easy the That's benefit insane. of wrapping bro it hurt I had um like blood blisters and shit around yeah, the back yeah. of my knees after it fucking hell I don't even realise how unless you haven't had your knees wrapped Fucking hurts, man. Like when I see bodybuilders wrapping their knees on a leg, leg press, I'm like, you fucking idiots. Like, what are you, what are you doing that for? Like, what? Stop it. Put a knee sleeve on. Live with that. You don't need to wrap. Mm. Unless you're squatting like fucking heavy weight, there's no need for you to be wrapping your knees. The wrapping part might be worth explaining to people though. I think it gets a bit of misconception. I think like, and I think it's two different schools. Like you see in the bodybuilding circle, people do it almost. They they treat their like a sleeve. They'll just wrap it just enough to give it a bit of compression, but nothing crazy. Then powerlifting, it's like it's like an honor to see how, who can break someone's leg with a fucking piece of elastic, yeah. right? Like, so okay, probably not bad. Like, it's sort of going into the differences and why they because we're going to do a seminar later today on on lifting technique and stuff. So it might be good to give people like yeah, insights cool. into what might be better for their training currently than what they're doing now. Well, my, my understanding of it for for me personally, I'll use knee sleeves when I'm doing volume work. And whether it's actually doing anything, I don't know. But it does give me that little bit of security mentally, yeah. and it makes the joint feel a little yeah. bit warmer, makes everything feel mm. a little bit more secure. So that if I'm squatting for volume or if I'm hack squatting, leg pressing or pendulum squatting or anything like that, I like a, a knee sleeve. My understanding of a knee wrap is essentially it's like giving yourself a second quad tendon. So like yeah. you, you've just got steel yeah. tendons by that point. Yeah. So you're just secure, safe, yeah. nothing's going to get damaged. And... The way to have them wrapped is, for me, with how tight I get my knees wrapped when I when I wrap them, is I will not be able to straighten my leg, or sorry, bend my leg, unless I had any more than like 280 on my back. It's like I have to have 280 on my back to even get to full depth because they're wrapped so tight. Yeah. So you really want to have them wrapped fucking yeah. tight. Great, isn't it? Yeah, I always wonder with that though, why other things up the chain don't take slack on it. Like if you'll get any other, if you isolate one part of like knee flexion or hip flexion <clears> in <throat> one area, you would think that naturally then there would have to be some sort of compensatory loading somewhere else, right? Like okay, let's take like Sartorius or something like a long ass hip flexor that inserts down at knee and at hip. If you're going to wrap one end of that super tight and cover up VMO, VAR, slat, rec fam, everything, and then ask that not to budge, but everything else around it has to, doesn't that just put more strain on musculature upstream? Or does that, like, wouldn't that just make everything else get super jacked up? The way I think of it, and, like, correct me if I'm wrong, with your understanding, but it's like... So say... Say you're going to squat 300 and the bottleneck's your knees. Do you know what I mean? Like, like your, your bracing system and your glutes is good for mm. 400, but you can only... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're only strong enough through that joint. So it's like, it's like... Do you know what I mean? It's... I see it as like, um... Yeah, like, if, if that's your bottleneck. Like, if you... And, like, say, for example, if you've got a dog shit brace, mm. wrap your knees all you like, it's going to fold you over. Yeah. That's the thing, too. It's almost like, even with that, you have to earn the right to be able to use knee wraps. 100%. Like, you have to, 100%. Work, you have to work your way up to that point. Because with what you're saying, Will, mm. you should know how to squat already. Yeah. Like, you should know how to squat using the entirety of your body already. And then when you use knee wraps that's just like um uh it's like an added accessory that you can use but it's you have to you have to gain the right to be able to do it do you know what i mean yeah yeah because mm. as a young bodybuilder that was always what like I, I always got use them just I, like i had a misconception of people using them and, and i always use them always like sleeves more often wrap them a lot looser and just for and use them right in place of a sleeve you um yeah you sort of thing and I think it was it was just that feeling of comfort and knowing that everything was staying nice and tight and warm and secure, but was nowhere near the, the pressure you'd sort of use. But then I guess no one really, there's a lot of, I guess, with bro lifting, just like with nutrition, just like with everything around it, there's not a great deal of people out there spreading the good word on what, how you should be using these things, where should you be using them and stuff. And, and you know, and then all of a sudden, if you're, you've only ever squatted in sleeves or, you know, then it becomes a bit of a, a tricky thing to learn that skill without, you know, and I think it's, 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 it's at a time now we've got so much information coming in 
but not not all the time in the in the areas that we sometimes need it. That's that's where I like to try and find a happy medium is try and get pick as many people's brains as I can when I'm on my circuits and try and forget you know get bits from everyone to see because it's hard to find good genuine information that that's actually applicable to your scenario too you know like advice for a powerlifter might be useless to a bodybuilder and vice versa or it might be like what they need to hear like most times probably young bodybuilders like do some glute work do some core work do some but they're not going to because they're dumb cunts like <laughs> young bodybuilders like the hardest thing to communicate with ever yeah, yeah. Uh, look man and like the because like the young powerlifter it's not even fucking young man and it's like I used to say it was fucking young people then I was like Nah, it's just fucking dudes. Dudes are fucking useless. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, it's not even just dudes. Yeah. The amount of like dad chats I have to have at the gym, like, hey man, why didn't I get the lift? Well, okay, well you tried to do it yesterday and you've cooked the system a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know, I, I remember ages ago, I'm like, I fucking, because I, I do, I'm the fucking dad of the gym with all this shit. And, you know, this dude ages ago was pulling 140 with fucking, like, a cat's back. It was bad. Mm. He's like, what do you reckon, bro? I was like, look, man, like, we need to fucking strip it right back. We need to build the fundamentals up. We need to learn how to deadlift. And then we're going to... Then we can reassess this in, like, Mm. fucking months, bro. Yeah, not anytime soon. Refine the technique. And he was like... I said, so we should learn to deadlift, bro. That's what it is. Like, and then... um, He's like, oh, you know, so, like... 135? I was like, like 60, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like 60 is where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. And then, but you know, and like, but to their credit, I won't fucking talk shit about everyone because some people take this on board, they learn it, and then in fucking five months on they max out and they put 30 gigs in the dead. That's the fucking thing, mad. Mad. Yeah. But then, you know, I see some dudes that guy fucking maxed out like... Fuck, it was like every week for seven weeks. He's like, I just don't understand why. I'm like, bro, I've got no idea either at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Just Sometimes you just have to, and it's, it's, I understand some people, you have to be open-minded. Yeah, and accept that, okay, maybe I don't know everything. 100%. Like if someone, if anyone tries to teach me something, even if I think they're stupid, I'll still listen because I'm like, maybe there might be something in this yeah. that I can get and apply to my own training. And you never... You're never above learning. Do you know what I mean? No, no matter what, like no matter what no stage way. you're at, no matter what stage you're at, it's just it's just unfortunate that it's usually the people that are just starting that think they don't need to learn. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's the Dunning Kruger effect, isn't it? Like when you know fuck all, you feel like you know the most. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like yeah. the passage of knowledge. When like yeah, in the beginning when you know nothing, you think, you, think you know you everything, and then, you, then you start to cut and you're like, oh, I actually don't know that much. And then you go through this abyss. Yeah, yeah. And it's then you start to actually build some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. That's when you have to just. That's when you have to just fucking Man, have some experience. I remember when Pumba started coaching me powerlifting. I think like I was at a stage where I could flat back fucking bro 150 for five, say, on bench. And I was like, yeah, sick. This is actually starting to go somewhere. And then I got my program and I was messaging him. I was like, hey, bro, you've got me program for 87.5 kilos on bench. Like, what's the go there? He's like, yeah, you're going to learn to do it properly, you little fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, sweet. <laughs> That's what he's like, just direct with you, hey. Oh, <laughs> I would not have a coach any other way, hey. No. Like... Just tell me what I need to hear. If we if we end up being friends, cool. But you're paid to fucking tell me what. Yeah, I don't want to be. I, to I want to be told what I'm doing wrong so I can get better. One hundred percent. Yeah, totally yeah. fucking agree. It's quite remarkable. I listened to a podcast on the way out here. I was just telling you briefly off air that like Christian Thebedeau one, he writes a lot for like Teen Nations and like heaps of articles for those guys. And he was um, on a podcast with Deepak on like Muscle Expert. He was talking about. Um, I guess training for different people's body types as well and what they want to get out of training when you coach them as opposed to just here's a generic program lets everyone fit it right doing things like even looking at people's body types and, and like something like it was quite remarkable right into like um, you know ectomorphs and how like those guys how you can um, how, how they like to be trained which might be going more um, strength focused going more um, I suppose intensity than volume whereas with the more endomorphic guys say they might you know you might be able to bury them in volume for, put them in through a two hour session say because, because they're I guess Sympathetic, like they're a lot less wired people, I suppose. Typically, like it's more for like hard gainers. Typically, are they usually a bit more wired, faster metabolism, higher strung, typically, and then versus the opposite of the spectrum and how you can train to sort of your body type. It was pretty remarkable actually. I didn't actually cross that school of thought for a while, like actually trying to change how you how you train someone for how their body's geared. And it was, it was quite an interesting concept. Have any guys sort of been across across anything like that? I usually, I mean. I don't know if it sort of gets I, under, I appreciate it and I understand it but I sometimes almost think people can tend to overthink things too much mm. sometimes it's always like just learn the basics and just do them really well and be really consistent with them like my mm. biggest thing is learn how to do it 
and then execute consistency for an extended period of time. Like, I just feel like that, that, yeah. that the secret that people are looking for, I feel like that was it that I just said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consistency over an extended period of time. Yeah. Significant period of time, isn't it? It's the unfortunate thing when they say, how do you squat 300? It's like, well, put two and a half kilos on a bar every week for 10 years. Yeah. It's from a bar. It started a bar, it rinse is, and repeat for 10 years of consistent like, good lifting. It's like, it's... Yeah, and I think I agree with Mike. Like, I'm a fucking sucker for simplicity. It's like, okay, well, let's make a plan and let's measure progressive overload. Yeah. And let's just, like, make a plan, do the plan. Did it work? Cool. Do it again until it runs. Do you know what and I mean? That's the, like, yeah, it's it's progressive overload. And it doesn't always mean you're going to be moving up, 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 because you'll have to deload yeah, and you'll yeah, have to yeah, cater yeah, for yeah. certain things, but that's where the extended period of time comes into it. You're like, well, your ultimate goal might be squat 300. The first program, you might get up to 180. The second one, you might get up to 200, and then just gradually over the next 100%. fucking two or three years or however long it takes you to build up to it, you'll get there eventually, but it's, unfortunately, it doesn't happen from going through a bottle of Turkestrone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what we're talking I'll tell the story before. I had this young dude at the gym. Like, hasn't been trained for that long, but like probably like a 60 kilo dude. He messages me like early one Saturday morning. He's like, hey, bro, I'm thinking about getting on two guests I'm like, what, what's your thoughts on it? And I'd never fucking heard of this shit. Yeah. I was like, hey, bro, look. And had the full dad chat about gear. I was <laughs> like, no, that was a misspell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, 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 what I'm I said, look, man, like, we really, like, if you want to come in, I can show you how to track your food. I can, like, explain the whole concept of progressive overload for you. He's like, no, nah, bro, true cholesterol. It's a fucking Herbalife extract. I was like, oh. Herbalife Fuck extract. if I know, bro. Yeah. Like, Try it. See what happens. Yeah. Does anyone well, know anyone that's... Like, I see a lot of people posting about it, but I, don't, I haven't seen any really people posting results from it's it. It's like a pyramid scheme, man. The amount of people you see, every fucker's post about it, every store's selling out of it, but I don't know anyone firsthand who can tell me, right, what has this done for you yet? It's, <laughs> crazy, it's very crazy that it was, like, literally one video from, like, one dude in the Joe store. Rogan. Mm. No, it was more plates, more dates. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. And then every Australian company went, oh, shit. And I'm like, this thing was that niche. Where is every company getting the supply to make? What like, is this just like cornflower and capsule? Man, we had, when that happened, we had an opportunity to produce some. And I was considering and I was like, you know what? This is a really smart business move, but... As gay as it sounds, it just doesn't align with my values. You know what I mean? One fucking yeah. hundred. At some yeah. point, you got to. At some point, you got to do that. Hey, yeah. the exact same. Every brand was basically sitting around a fire, going, "Hey, we we could do this. We could put some. We could put some petrol on this." <laughs> and then, and we all, we all sat around. We went, you know, and, and the people who did it, well, they did it. And then other people. Now the people that you, you're right. It's a very short term, quick cash grab, sell out. Just well, like, it's the new Psalms. Like yeah, I haven't yeah, seen Psalms yeah, anywhere yeah, for ages. Yeah. In the next couple of months, there'll be something else that replaces this. Yeah. But guess what can never be replaced? Hard work. Unfortunately, yeah. that's <laughs> so, one thing that gets results and can never be replaced. Yeah. That's nah, up, mate. No. Yeah. That's right. But like, yeah, all the, like a lot of people that ask me, like, oh, what do you recommend to guys? I'm like, like and, you know, t- typical like like I was like incredibly like I'm using my fucking bunny rabbit fingers like hard gainers that can't put on weight they're like oh do you reckon I should get two guests I'm like no man I reckon you should invest in a good blender some fucking homemade oats <laughs> yeah. and some fucking peanut butter you yeah. should go spend all your money on that you should up your fucking yeah. cows by fucking 800 and then train I get heaps of messages like sure I'm like man just give it a go just if you if you if you want to know just I, I have no fucking idea give it a go and just let me know how you go and then there's I just never hear back from there's it. so little data there's no studies those drinking drinky part try and actually like go, go through the weeds of the media part of it and try to look at like the actual pathways and yeah, so yeah but Joe Rogan so. said it's good I don't know give me some of that horse dewormer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh don't even that's uh, rabbit hole but the, no like the, the I suppose it seems to have a bit of mild mTOR activation seems to have a bit of M, like protein synthesis elevation and stuff and so I guess other like um like phytochesterones in the past have done that and, and they've had good results in, in rat studies they've had good results in vitro studies as well like you see anything that boosts muscle protein synthesis like you're going to turn more pro- like more protein to more meat so it should in theory at least help recovery a bit or should help with some tissue growth provided there's enough protein there to begin with i.e. whether the peanut butter notes were purchased in the first place to, to allow that environment yeah. to be there but it's like guys who start gear but don't have any actual like nutritional foundation yeah, to it and it's yeah. like saying make your system run 10 times faster and just throw it run it dry you know like, have, yeah. like, like you see so many guys who don't even you know he'll just do a pro cycle to start with and there's just they don't even increase protein uh, you know and it's like the, yeah. the fundamental thing here is we're driving protein synthesis you know like we're enhancing so Turk that's, that's the main thing I can see as a benefit is that they're increasing MPS like we're getting the rate we're turning protein to new tissue 
happening faster. But but the things have been doing that for a long time. Yeah, you know, like Laxagen has been around for for years and years. Has good studies on it. Works in that. You know, but yeah, I thought that was weird too when Turkestron came out. Laxagen was just like standing in the background, like yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a casing got big, and I mean, yeah. Nick Jones is just like motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, I know. Dude, he was the OG. Man, he was like the late nineties, like early twenties. He, he, he had that shit for years. So long ago. Do you guys find it? Like, obviously, everyone would see it, but you guys would see, like, shifts in the fucking industry. Like, every brand will mm. start bringing out a fucking casing custard yeah. or a fucking yeah. thing, and then it'll be the next big thing, and then it'll be the next big thing. What? Like, coffee was a big thing for a while. It's always harder to not follow the trend. And did you, did you have the well. option to do a casing custard at some point? Like, we tossed it I got it asked, man. I had a store who wanted casing custard so bad, they ran me and said, well, if you'll do me an exclusive run of this, I'll prepay your first batches and do it in, like, three flavors. I'm like... Settle down, champ. But it, you know, I was, I was literally had a, a prepaid option to do it. Just to, I was going to have it bankroll as a new product for me, and I was still like, look, you know, it's, it's just I don't like running with the crowd for the sake of running with the crowd on things. I, I, I just, you see it like one pre-workout will use English Walnut, then every pre has it. Yeah. DHA's big, everything. Sans big, yeah. everyone does some. Yeah, like Turk's big, everyone does Turk. Like yeah. at some point, like it doesn't. The fundamentals haven't changed. Like things that will help don't change. The way our body works doesn't change. Is it like there's just flavors of the month? But I think that's yeah. Like when you see people have been there a long ass time, they do sometimes it's doing simple things well. And just do it, rinse and repeat that. Yeah, it's not always like it's kind of, the market comes back to like what, like the basic shit anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, got all the creatines of the world. Well, as you see, how many stores do you visit now that are like dramatically overstocked in different brands of custard? Yeah, I don't have any in store. This is that heavy side with me rolling my yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. The market, do- it must be a big thing on like coastal places because no one has asked me for custard in the last yeah, three right. months. Yeah, it's pretty big. I, I mm, see it in a lot of stores, stores man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, big, I, I haven't sold a tub in three months. Yeah, right. So you fuck you. Yeah. Maintain current tradition. I'm not trying to sell shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make money here. I'm just saying this is a sad way. Hey, please, please someone buy some fucking custard. That was a sales pitch. French Jew. Please make one so you can buy it. Yeah. Person listening. I mean, that, that's, another, that's another one. Like, we, we had the option of doing it as well. And we actually went to the point of getting samples. I was like, again, I hate casein. Yeah. Uh, it's like putting concrete in your stomach. It's just shit. I was like, yeah, it might taste good and it might sell, but personally, I just don't like casein. Like, I just never have it. I just never. Yeah. 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 It was a big thing, though. Remember when it first hit the market, like, back probably five years ago, and casein was, like, just really big. And it was like, everyone was like, it's the most anabolic thing you can do. You know, have, have a trickle feed through your sleep, an eight-hour release uh, process. Yeah, when we were in digestion. When I was, like, a 16-year-old kid, I was like, I'm losing my gains overnight. <laughs> Of course, I need a fucking KC. And like, mum's at the stage where she's like, well, there's a lot of tubs coming home now. Yeah. What's happening? Why do you need five different kinds? Yeah. Well, that one's a slow release. That one's hydrolyzed. That's just as important. <laughs> that one's grass fed, mum. <laughs> so true. We've all been there. Yeah. Mum, I just can't have a WPI through the day. I need a WPC. It's completely different. I'm you wouldn't understand. walking out of the mass nutrition when I was like 16 in Orange that used to be here. I used to work at it. But um, I was like walking out, had whey protein in a, like an amino and a fucking pre-workout first ever like sub stack and he's like wait did you get a custard I mean like a casein powder and like explain the whole thing I was like I'll just have eggs before I go to bed that's what so if I want slow release protein that's right. what Mickey right <laughs> <laughs> like, nah that was Kev Frick before he was oh right yeah man <laughs> oh he's a funny fucking Mick but um oh, no 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 you can you can end up overdo it well in, in, that, in that case then playing to that theme what would you say would be the thing you'd wish you'd told young Mike in year one of bodybuilding and i.e. most people possibly listening who are just starting lifting or might only be a few months in or whatever what would you, if you went back in time bitch slap yourself and said do this what, what, what would they, where would you go first what would you do probably probably to understand um, the importance of planning like programming with my training so one thing because I, I used to just train just go in there just do whatever and just make shit up is whatever I felt like training that day. So actually having a plan, actually assessing the areas that I wanted to improve and making it, coming up with a plan to specifically target them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just being more aware of, being more aware of what I'm doing and what I'm trying to achieve, how I can change what I'm doing to actually achieve what it is I'm trying to achieve. Not just wing it. Don't just wing yeah. it. Have a plan. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because I, I, for so long I just winged it and it worked for a while, but I feel like I'd be so much further ahead now if I'd had it come up with plans sooner. So, yeah, training to feel isn't that a thing, hey? That's all we do when we first start. And it's, and it's a cool thing because training is a felt thing. You feel great when you first start training. It's like every session you come out, you're like, 
fuck yeah, I accomplished something that was hard work. Yeah. And then after a while, you learn the hard work is what you think well, you should be looking for. But you know, when, you, when you start first programming, it's weird. Hey, like you do walk out of sessions, you're feeling pretty good. You're like, oh, I did my three by five here, two accessories, walked out. And you're like, oh. And you never have, re- you never have rest day. You just train every day. Like one thing that I used to believe when I first started training, I had this belief that every day that I didn't train was a day that I'll never get back to be able to train again. <laughs> so I have to make the most yeah. of every day training. I used to train twice a day to increase the amount of like times I got to like build muscle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was the same. And, and now like I'm at the point now with my program where I've gone eight weeks and I've everything's progressively overloaded each week, either with more weight or more reps. And now this week, my body and central nervous system is totally fucked that I've just got this whole week off the gym. Yeah. I mean, an entire week, which yeah. I never would have done when, when I first started, but yeah. now I know that I'll probably put on a kilo this week just from not training and continuing to eat. Yeah. Just giving some... Re- and then when I go back, I'll be so much fresher. I've given my joints and tendons and everything a break. So you just don't yeah. think of that shit when you first start out, and, though. And when you first start, it is progressive overload. Because if, you, if you're going for... If you're, if you're going from sitting on the lounge... Yeah. Doing fucking anything is yeah. overload yeah. compared yeah. to fucking yes. sitting on the lounge. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's like, and like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you can train legs four times a week. You can fucking train arms three. It doesn't matter because it's more than the lounge. But the thing <laughs> so, so then it causes a fucking, there's a need for a change. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, true. But it's, 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 it's at the point where then if you go in and make shit up, it's like, did you stimulate muscle growth? Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know. Because yeah. it reaches a point where it's diminishing returns. You know, you know the tracking. Like, and it's such minuscule gains, too, over, over time. Once you get out of that first few gold newbie years, too, and you look at like the minute, and you get to like your point in the career, so we're trying to put on a few pounds of extra muscle every year, so it's impressive. You know, like you get to a certain stage of muscularity mm. where it's like if you can put on, you know, two or three kilos of muscle over an entire year is a pretty pretty awesome feat really like stage yeah. weight that's pretty awesome you know like that's a big improvement and yeah. and you know and you know, I guess you said, then you, it does make it hard because you'll go through the sessions and year in year out and so on and day in day out following a plan and you might not feel like you actually trained that hard that day but you're progressing and still going forward but you don't it's it's a really I think, yeah, I think that's probably the lesson that you should pull out of it hey, that's where they like to back at the start transferring to other areas of your life mm. I think that's what's the most valuable part is the patience that you need yeah. for that and adhering to something consistently and staying driven towards a goal that might take 10 years to get to and or might not even be a goal like, I don't think I'm going to train for anything specifically anymore it's, it's just that the act of getting up each day doing something that you might not want to do when you wake up busted but you do it it's the hard thing at first of the day done ticked off and then you start your day and everything else is easy yeah. you know, like, absolutely it's, mm. it's, everything's totally simple after that you know everything's straightforward Sick. So what what is on your forecast now? So have you got comps planned for next year? Oh, so at the moment, um, again, I've got a very specific plan with what I'm doing with training at the moment. Um, I'm just focusing on weak points in my body that I know that I need to bring up to have a better impact next time I step on stage. So I, I should be 44 weeks out from doing a show, but I might extend that even more just because... I just might want to and I don't know what's on around that time or anything like that so I will do a show next year whether it's at the start of next year or the end of next year I don't know yet or maybe even maybe even the start of the year after I'm not sure but I, I want to I would really love to do um, an international show like I love doing international shows I'd love to go over and do like an amateur Olympia or something like that yeah that's fucking sick yeah the, I always cool. I, I love getting to go overseas and travel and compete because I I'm in touch with a lot of these guys over Instagram when you actually get to meet them or compete against them. I love the feeling of um, standing on stage against someone that you followed since you first got into yeah. it. Mm. I've had that a couple of times where I got yeah. to compete against someone. That's that pretty I, fucking cool. Bro, you just feel like an absolute boss. Like, you're just like, <laughs> holy fuck. I remember, like, fo- this guy was my screensaver at one point. Now I'm on stage doing a back double bicep next to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shit like that. Um, so, yeah, in terms of bodybuilding, that, and then... Uh, for now, just continuing to grow the brand. So creating more brand awareness and supporting stores and finding out how I can help specific stores with what it is that they specifically need and continuing to grow the brand. Custard. Yeah, custard. <laughs> custard <laughs> Someone please go and make more custard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Tercasterone infused custard. Yeah. Ooh, so it's like a very whole new niche right there. Even more animal. Animal like in your sleep. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you sleep. That was a big foundation of it. I'm excited for this, guys. I'm excited for tonight, actually. I'm excited that we're going to do very much this thing. Right. We're on the day of a seminar now. I think we're, I'm excited to bring forward some, hopefully share some of these gems with some people tonight in the in the gym. I think I think it's some of these things. What, what's one thing if you could hope to pass on to someone that's going to come tonight as a take-home message? Is there something you'd like to be able to, that's coming along tonight and is eager to learn? What's something you'd like to be able to... Man, the thing that I'm going to try and really drum in hard to these guys is just the importance of um, technique. 
yeah. the importance of the correct technique because I, I've herniated two discs in my back and it, when it was when I was younger and it was when I was deadlifting doing it completely incorrectly and um, if someone had shown me how to apply the correct technique it probably never would have happened and that caused me a lot of in, like a lot of fucking pain and time out of the gym yeah, and just yeah. fuck around in my yeah. life I mean, there was six months where I could barely walk when I yeah, first man. did that. So um, I really want to drive in the importance of technique and sort of um, ho- hopefully humble people a little bit too where they um, don't feel like they need to consistently put crazy amounts of weight on the bar. Mm. Pre- perfect the technique and then slowly add weight to the bar with perfect technique. Technique, if I can, make, if I can really cement in people's brains that technique is the most important thing when lifting, um, I'll be happy. I'll be happy too. You probably saved me about thirty dad chats this week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, remember what Uncle Mike said? Yeah. Just outsource the dad chat. <laughs> no, that'd be sweet. And what are you, are you going to go more nutrition recovery based tonight? Yeah, Is that I, think, plan? I think so. More that I was going. I was going to do more of the. I mean, typically when I do talks, it's more on, on like hormonal stuff. But I think tonight what, it'll be. For young guys starting training, I think it'll be the, the most value from the take home is probably more so looking at how to how to structure your food, how to yeah. look at what calories, you, how to track calories if you're going to track them, what ma- if what are macros, what would you need in your macros, if you're, whatever your goal is, bulking, cutting, maintaining, whatever. Yeah. Just try and get them conversant with food. Just try and get them get them an idea they can grasp. Okay, what am I? What's my goal? Am I trying to grow or am I trying to cut? Okay, what's that look like in food? Yeah. Do I track food. Just tracking food, man. Is like, I always assume more people counted calories. I, I just thought they did when I first started working in stores. I thought, sweet, everyone will be on the same way. Length, I walk in mm. and customers come to a sub store. Well, therefore, they well, you know, think about the health, they're probably tracking calories, right? That's what I thought. I realized probably one customer, oh, two customers out of 10 are like tracking cows and actually like consistently or on a plan or like really. And you'd say all the time, man, hey, like someone comes in the store and they're just like to get someone who already comes in, already tracks, already does most of these right things is like a fucking golden goose customer. My favorite thing is always like a middle aged dude that'll walk past the store and be like, hey, mate, got anything that'll get me in shape? And I'll go, Diet and exercise, and I'll go, oh, yeah, fuck. Not- <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> Can't buy that. Just kidding, bro. Got two customers right here. Get the fuck in here. That's it. If, we, if you wanted to just make money, go, man, have I got the supplement for you? Yeah, yeah. When I, yeah. First, when I first, my very first day in a supplement shop, I worked at ASN, and um, this this um, Lebanese dude came in. He's like, bro, I need a very specific type of protein. I got a very rare blood type. Whereas if I have too much protein, I will get a physique like Mr. Olympia. And I was just like, <laughs> I was looking at this guy, just going, like, can we get a blood transfusion? My, my head was like processing, <laughs> processing what he was saying. And like the, the, the manager of the stores right there, I was like, you need this one. I was like, this is perfect for that blood type. I've done it before. And he bought it, and I was just like. Fuck. And that was my introduction to supplements. <laughs> yeah, I forgot your name. Was that Melbourne or was that back when Melbourne, bro, yeah. Yeah, that, down there. Man, that was, that was the most frustrating thing for me, for me and Matt in store, and this isn't a racist thing, but you will never ever convert an Indian dude <laughs> nah. off optimal nutrition. Holy fucking shit. Nah. Jesus Christ. I'll like There's no point like... trying. Just let them get it. Yeah. <laughs> if they're going to buy it, just let them buy it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let it happen. It's spend the money. It's yeah. the oxygen effect. Just let it be. Just let it be. It's... <laughs> you can't fight it. It's, it's, it's fucking you can't stand yeah. that tight, unfortunately. Well, that'd be golden, man. I let Matt do if as soon as like this it was almost gonna sound racist as soon as one comes in but like as soon as a, a person of Indian heritage yeah, yeah, wants, <laughs> yeah also, I always just Matt yours yeah like walk out so I get angry yeah and annoyed so when a person of a certain race walks through the store you get based off their skin colour furious Lyle's got some new apparel to point to that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> might be a little bit anti that, but hey. <laughs> who knows? Hey, good, man. I'm excited. That's going to be fucking awesome. No, it's going to be sick, man. I think, I, think, I think people are pumped for it, eh? Like yeah. a lot of people that I would not have expected and be like, oh, is this fucking thing on tonight? I'm like, yeah, 100%. Man, yeah, I've had people that many pumped. people. I'm going to go get chairs too. I had a guy this morning didn't recognize again. This morning. He was like, oh, hey, man. I look forward to talk tonight. And so, you know, I was like, oh, sick. Unreal. Like just the guy training this morning there. Yeah. And I was even doing back. And it was like, oh, awesome. You know, like people, people were keen. Like, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of girls coming too, apparently. Yeah, 100%. Heaps. Yeah, heaps. Cool. All right, interesting. Yeah, very cool. That should be a good night. Well, he's good. That was great fun, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Sick. I have to piss, and that whiskey's chewed my stomach to bits. <laughs> I'm good, sweating eh? so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here just perspiring like a motherfucker. Stupid. All right, we wrap it up? Yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> Done. Right. Thanks. See ya. Bye.